Welcome to Daily Devotion with Ken Gurley. Devotions designed to inspire you on your daily walk with God. Each day we walk through the vital principles of the abundant life. Our Lord can do above and beyond all we ask or think. Here's your host, Ken Gurley. Recently I unpacked several boxes of books and happened upon a number of books by an old-time preacher named Halford Lucott. In one of those books, he tells the story of a man who told of spending many summers in a small town in Maine. The town was to be flooded as part of a large lake for which a dam was being built. In the months before it was to be flooded, all improvements and repairs in the whole town were stopped. What was the use of painting a house if it were going to be covered with water in six months? Why repair anything when the whole village was soon to be wiped out? So week by week, the whole town became more and more bedraggled, more gone to seed, more woebegone. Then he added by way of explanation, where there is no faith in the future, there is no power in the present. I believe that. Was it Andy Crouch who said human beings can live for 40 days without food, four days without water, four minutes without air? but we cannot live four seconds without hope. Perhaps you've given up hope. Perhaps you're weary of hoping. Hoping has given way to mere coping. I want to tackle that this week. I believe it's time to hope again. Welcome to our daily devotion. And all this week, we're going to be talking about the awesome power of hope in our lives. It was Claire Booth Luce who once said, there are no hopeless situations. There are only people who have grown hopeless about them. Paul said there are three abiding virtues. We know them, faith, hope, and love. Faith heads the list as it should. Each man is given a measure of faith, and without faith, it is impossible to please God. Love is said to be the greatest. It ends the list. God is called love. The first fruit of the Spirit is love. By this shall all men know we are his disciples if we have love one for another. But hope, hope is sort of the middle child, forgotten to some extent in the context of the two greats of faith and love. We use hope almost as an idle word. I hope you feel better. I hope you have a healthy baby. I hope I get an A in that class. I hope they like it. I hope to make a difference in this world. I hope their marriage makes it. I hope to get that raise. I hope we have world peace by Christmas. Hope, though, is not an idle wish. Hope is an amazingly powerful force. It's a life-giving force. Job said it like this in Job 14. He mentions the hope of a tree. If it's cut down, it can sprout again. How? At the scent of water. The fragrance of hope that when all hope seems gone, something lingers. Some fragrant hint and scent of a new day dawning. There's an interesting story of Jesus healing a blind man. He prays once and asks, how do you see? And the man said, I see men as trees. He is not alone. Down through time, humanity has been compared to trees. I mean, the very first psalm, and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season, 
His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. That a man's life, a woman's life, is like that of a tree. We are born, we grow, we spread our influence, and like trees, we also someday fall down. Sometimes that fall is in private, other times we fall publicly. Interesting, isn't it, that when we speak of Adam and Eve's exodus from the Garden of Eden, we call it the fall of man. Since man fell in the garden, we just keep falling. I've watched individuals fall. I've watched a couple fall. I've seen a family fall. I've seen entire churches fall. We are watching right now as nations fall. Some sort of spiritual gravity pulls all of us down. And that's where Job found himself. He had fallen. He who had once been prosperous, he who had once been blessed, his children were gone, his fortunes had turned, and the life of Job came crashing down. Enter hope. This is where hope enters Job's picture. Job was busy swiftly losing hope. Wouldn't you do the same? With relationships shattered, finances ruined, health broken. In Job 6, the man asked, why hope? In Job 7, he says, each day is spent without hope. In Job 17, he asked, where now is my hope? Does anyone see it? Does anyone know what happened to my hope? But Job, as the scent of water is to a fallen tree, hope is on its way. New life is springing forth. I just feel impressed to tell each of you today that there is new life springing forth in your present situation and circumstances. Paul in Romans 8 says that we are saved by just such hope. Hope against hope, old Abraham. A child is going to be born. Hagar, I know you're in a desert now. I know you feel that all is lost, but there's a stream of water flowing from an abandoned well of Beersheba. If it takes an angel to open your eyes to see it, then I believe God will send an angel. Your child will not die, Hagar. Ishmael will live. Do you remember the words that the prophet Isaiah spoke to the sick king Hezekiah? He said affirmatively, you shall not live, you shall die. Those were the words that King Hezekiah heard on what looked to be his deathbed. Most would have given up the final nail in the coffin. Hezekiah did not. The Bible says he turned his face to the wall and hope came flowing into that room. He's been dead four days, Lord, four days. The Jews believed that the spirit of a man lingered near the body for three days after he passed. But Jesus' good friend Lazarus had been dead four days. It's too late, Lord. It's hopeless. It's over. But along comes hope like a river. And at the scent of water, that tree shall rise again. What about this story? Twelve years. Twelve years she suffered. But desperation drove her through the crowd. Desperation caused her to cast herself at the feet of Jesus. Hope caused her to fasten on the blue fringe worn along the hem of the garments of the devout. And when she touched that blue fringe, her issue ceased and the river of hope touched her. These are the Bible stories that we know 
and we love. I'm drawn to David at Ziklag, standing in the ashes of what could have, should have, would have been, regret, everything lost and taken. He called for the ephod of praise. He hoped. He hoped things would be different. And he lifted up his heart in encouragement before the Lord. And hope came like a fragrance over him and his weary, heartbroken men. I know he's going to show up at some point. I know he's going to provide my needs. I know he's going to see me through. God will restore what the enemy took from me. God will give me double for my trouble. God will crown me with his loving kindness, for he's the God of all hope. I will hope in him. I will set my gaze upon him. I will say he is going to work this out. Hope is the cause for joy, Romans 12, 12, and the joy of the Lord is our strength. Hope is the cure for envy, Proverbs 23, 17, because in hope, we see a reversal of fortune. Hope is the agent, the catalyst for holy living, 1 John 3. Do you know there are 40 New Testament passages that link our present lifestyle with our hope of his return? Hope is a powerful prompt for holy living. Hope changes how we see ourselves. We are not victims. We are pilgrims. Life is not a cruel series of mistakes and failures. Life is a hopeful journey. Hope is the basis for personal evangelism and reaching out. People will ask you the reason for the hope that is within you. 1 Peter 3. Ezra tells another beautiful description of hope. When the preacher preached and the people were convicted, it did not lead to hopelessness. On the contrary, the people repented and said in Ezra 10, there is hope for us. Hope comes from God. It is the antidote and the cure for despair, discouragement, depression. Hope is an evidence of eternal life, Hebrews 3, 6. Hope, I love this one, is the anchor of the soul that keeps us from being tossed to and fro, Hebrews 6. And I believe hope is a choice. We choose to hope because of the promises of God's word, because of the character of God, and because of our past knowledge and experience with him. When we fail, it's hope that says, I don't have to stay down. At the scent of water, new life comes. A tender sprout will emerge. Though the tree has been cut down, a new and stronger and better tree will emerge. Doesn't take a rainstorm doesn't take a flood, just the scent of water. That's the hope of a tree. That's the fragrance of home. The psalmist asks, why art thou cast down? Hope thou in God. I like what Emily Dickinson wrote. Hope is a thing with feathers that perches in the soul and sings the tune without the words and never stops at all. Cervantes said that hope is the phoenix that rises from the ashes. When all hope seems gone, we hope on. But we have a more sure word than Dickinson and Cervantes. Psalm 71, we serve the God of all hope. And the psalmist said, you are my hope, O Lord. You see, hope is not a what. It's not a when. It's not a why. Hope is a who. And hope 
has a name, and that name is the God of all hope, the Lord Jesus Christ. At the scent of water, that's the hope of a tree. Let me go back to a quote that I made at the very beginning of this devotion. Claire Booth Luce said, there are no hopeless situations. There are only people who have grown hopeless about them. When you step into a situation and people say there's no hope, there's no hope for him and God, there's no hope for that situation, you remember that hope has a name. And when we say the name of Jesus, we call hope alive into our situation. I believe, Daily Devotion family, I believe it's time for us to hope again. I believe it's time for us to rise from the ashes Slip off that garment of heaviness, put on the garment of praise, and allow the Lord to turn our mourning into joy, and to turn our weeping and sadness into gladness. This is what the Lord does, because He is the God of all hope, and He can speak into your situation, whatever you're facing today. I pray today that you will call on the name of hope. You will call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ because he can confront that darkness. He can confront the situation and circumstance in which you find yourself. Hope has a name. That name is the Lord Jesus Christ. So speak the name of Jesus over every situation. And I have the promise that there is no greater name and no higher name. And it is larger and more powerful than anything we face. Thank you for sharing in daily devotion with Ken Gurley. We pray this ministry has been a source of encouragement and strength to you. Please be mindful that your financial support enables us to meet with you each day. To give a donation or connect with us, visit our website at kengurley.com. There you will also find the latest books, podcasts, and resources. Blessed 90 Days to Change Your World is Pastor Gurley's latest book. You can get your copy of this life-changing book at kengurley.com. May God's favor rest on you in every way until we meet again.